What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. I was just about to hit record when you fucking started hacking. I, and I was like, know, oh, I'm going to let I her finish. Know. I was like, I'm well, she let her finish. She cleared her throat. I can clear my throat. Get <laughs> one of those big, like, breaths in. Oh, man. Gosh, Steph and I were just talking about how we think we're going to record a new intro. And then we both were like, who? I don't know why it's so hard. We so hard have conversations me. so well all the time. I just wish somebody would record us when we didn't know and it would feel way more natural. But like the second, the second I know it's like, it's weird. Cause I know someone's going to listen to this, but I don't feel nervous now, but right. oh my God, that the, 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 I can't literally look at you. I can't, <laughs> I cannot. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. 61. Yes. Episode 61. 61. And I don't know if we've directly addressed depression on this podcast. I don't know, but, uh, but here we fucking go. What's funny is when I was thinking of this episode, all I could think of was the song, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yes. I'm to talk to you again. I was like, yeah, that's, it's pretty valid. It's pretty that is valid. It. literally it. <laughs> um, and then all I could think about was disturbed get down with the sickness. And that too that too that should, that should literally be our fucking intro that oh, wow like Dude, and then just welcome to Marie's Chef's podcast actually um my friend Jordan was Sunday. like y'all should do for like your outro she was like you should do the instrumental for the next episode by Dr. Dre and I was like bitch I'm here for that and I, I can do it on Spotify because you're allowed do to it. do it how okay. fucking yeah do it okay step- oh my god <laughs> yes Jordan thanks Jordan you're a real one. <laughs> Love you. Okay. So this episode is near and dear yeah. to my heart. As somebody <laughs> who lives with this every day of her life. And I'm not joking about it, you guys. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm dying now. Not, <laughs> not yes. like laughing it off, right? Yeah. Depression is very fucking real. And in the last episode, we talked about um, PTSD and like the verbiage of diagnoses, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when you diagnose somebody with depression, it's not just depression it's major depressive disorder which sounds terrifying people have literally been like what I'm like no it's just the verbiage like it's it's scarier than it sounds right yes yes depression can be anything from extreme irritability to not being able to leave your bed to uncontrollable crying to Mm -hmm. hating everything you used to love doing to feeling hopeless, right? There's, there's a lot of facets of depression. Mm -hmm. And I think we've talked before about kind of the overlap in a lot of different disorders, right? Like there's a lot of overlap between depression and anxiety and even ADHD, like difficulty Mm -hmm. concentrating, all three of them have it, right? Mm -hmm. Difficulty with sleep, all three of those diagnoses have it. That's why it's important to not diagnose yourself based on the TikToks that you've been watching all day. So let me just, let me just put that out there. Please, somebody go back to that. I've seldom listened to it again. Uh, Please. The thing with depression is that 
if you allow your depression to kind of swallow you whole, you'll stay there, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I'm living proof that I stayed there for a very long time. Even on medication, I stayed there because it was comfortable for me. Not that I wanted to feel how I felt or Mm -hmm. to function the way I functioned. I was just comfortable. And the thought of changing that was like, "Mm, I don't think so. Like, "Mm, maybe not. That seems hard. No, thank you. You know, it just seems like a lot of work. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't even that necessarily. It was just that I resigned to the fact that I was going to be angry all the time. Because again, for me, showing anger is much easier than showing sadness. For Mm -hmm. me, being pissed off and snapping about something is easier than sitting with my friend and crying about it. However, if I do sit with you and cry about it, you're a real one because I don't do that with a lot of people. So just just throwing that out there. Hello, it's me. (laughs) And I think when it comes to depression, um. I'm not going to place a judgment on this statement, but I also want people to know that this isn't me judging you, right? It is very easy to resign to your depression and allowing that to be a reason that you don't do stuff. Sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody asked me one day, um, it was after a gang guidance and I don't remember what the topic was, but they said, has bug ever seen you really depressed? And I was like, I mean, he's seen me in really bad moods. I said, but I have never allowed myself to not be a mom because of my depression. That's not an option for me, right? (laughs) Where I just decide I'm going to stay locked in my room for three days and I'll just throw a cracker out every once in a while for him to eat. Like that's not a bag of chips. Like I I won't do that. And I know that for some people that is a thing, right? Where they can't function. They can't parent. They can't go to work. You have to ask yourself though, is this how I want to continue to live? Right? Because there are a lot of options for you to change Mm -hmm. that. Whether it be talking to a therapist, asking family for help, getting on medication, right? There are a lot of options. The options don't stop just because you're you. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, that's not for me. Why? Why not though? Right? But also sitting in your bed is not for you either. Absolutely. Like you not showering isn't for you either. You're not brushing your teeth or taking care of yourself. Is it? Like that's, that's where I get very... Um, not again, not that I'm not supportive with my clients. This is where I get very like, we're at a fork in the road. We have, we're Mm -hmm. at a T and we're going to go one way or the other. You can keep doing the shit that you're doing right now. And I get that some of it doesn't feel like a choice, but very much so is, Mm -hmm. or we can start to try to do baby steps, take small little changes that are going to add up to something else, but you have to believe that you can at Mm -hmm. one point in your life, you were doing those things. So you can go back to that. Mm-hmm. You can. Part of depression too is it's called anhedonia, where you no longer like doing things that you used to like, right? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, I'll hear the statement of like, "Oh, I used to love reading, or I loved sewing, or I loved playing video games or crocheting, and now I just hate it." And it's like, "Well, did you just do you hate it, or is it just that you don't have the energy, quote unquote, to do it?" Here's the sure. thing, though: the second you decide I'm going to play video games for 20 minutes, and then you realize, "Wow, I love doing this again." Like you want to keep doing it. So there's a skill called behavioral activation, where once you start the behavior, you're activating your brain to see, oh my God, this is actually pretty nice. Or wow, I feel accomplished, right? Mm -hmm. Part of a lot of mental health related issues, but like your ADLs, so your activities of daily living, like Mari just said, brushing Mm -hmm. your teeth, taking a shower. Yeah. Those things can seem daunting when you're depressed, right? Of like, I don't even want to get out of bed and shower because what's the point. But the second you do shower, you're like, fuck, I feel so good to be clean. 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to hold on to those little moments where you see the reward to keep going. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I tell my people, if you feel like taking a shower is too big of an expense to pay that day, then you need to do something else. What is smaller? Can you brush your teeth? Can you brush Mm -hmm. your hair? Can you wash your face? Can you do any of those three? Because typically like you, like (laughs) not typically, but usually what happens is like you said, start the behavioral activation. You have to give yourself a chance to feel good, to start Mm -hmm. feeling better. There's not a feelings bus that's going to come around and run into you. And all of a sudden you're going to feel better. So when people are like, I don't have motivation. Yes, honey. I know it's an emotion like anything else. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to get dropped into your fucking lap. What you need to do is you need to get up and you need to do something. You've got to give yourself a chance to feel good by getting up and doing something. So you've got it. You've got to try something. Mm-hmm. And so that whatever that looks like for you. It could literally be, you can go for a walk down by the beach. You can brush your teeth. You can say, okay, I'm going to brush the left side of my hair and put it into a braid. So it doesn't get knotted this time. Like you do do whatever you want to do at whatever Mm -hmm. step you want to do. Take your nail polish off. Um, you know, take a, a, a bird seed bath, rather a bird seed bath, a, a bird bath, rather than like mm-hmm. a full blown shower, you know, shave one leg, like do, do something. Anything is going to be better than nothing. Like think about any time that you've been sick for people who maybe don't, um, suffer with depression. So, sure. so giving an idea, think of any time that you've been sick. Maybe you go a couple of days without showering. You don't change your sheets. You can't really get out of bed. You can't do anything. And then that one day where it feels like you got a little bit of energy, you're like, okay, I'm going to shower or I need to shower and brush my teeth, get a, the end of that shower and brushing your teeth and potentially changing out of the pajamas that you've been in you, you may be exhausted, but you can't deny that feeling of being like, man, I feel like a brand new bitch. Mm-hmm. I feel, you can't tell me nothing. I got clean hair. Like yep. same goes, i just got back from traveling and like taking a shower in my own shower with all my shit that I fucking love and doing mm-hmm. my whole routine. I was like, that shower was life-changing. Mm-hmm. It was, I feel like a brand new person. I, my skin is moisturized. I am ready for the day. <laughs> so like, that you've got to give that's that's what I, I really need you to hear me when I say this. You have to give yourself a chance to feel good by doing something. You are not just going to feel better because you want to. And that's where this mindfulness is so important. This well, I wish I, I wish things used to be the way that they used to be before, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or I wish I, you know, I could do this again. Or I wish it, you have to stop placing your happiness on the opposite side of these wishes that you're creating for yourself. You have to do something. You've got to give yourself a chance to feel better. And I will readily admit each time, not each time. So for years of struggling with depression, I think I was living, not I think, I was living in the past, whether it was, I wish I would have behaved differently, or I wish I would have, I wish this wouldn't have happened, or I wish I would have done this. No amount of me wishing for those things would have made them happen or not happen. It wasn't until I realized like I have to be present now because it's all I have control over that I realized like, okay, well that shit is what it is. Like I have this opportunity to change this, right? I can't change this over here. And I tell clients all the time, if you're staying in the past, you're going to stay depressed. If you're steady trying to jump to the future, you're going to stay anxious. You have no control over any of that. You have to be present in the right now and appreciate what you have right now. And it's easier for people to be like, well, when I'm depressed, I don't appreciate anything. I'm not grateful for anything. That's a choice though. That's a choice. And I can tell you because I do that all the time. I could easily decide I'm not going to do my goals and gratitude today because it's stupid. What is that helping me? What the fuck is that helping me? It's not. Literally. 
it's not helping anything. Mm-mm. And like you said, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice to recognize that there's nothing to be grateful for. Is there nothing to be grateful for? Or are you resigning to the fact that, well, I have depression and I feel like shit and I want to feel like shit. Yep. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes you need to have that day where it's like, you know what, it's not going to fucking get better today. And I don't want to feel fucking better today because I'm upset. I'm sad. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't want this to have happened to me. Like things are hard. You know, you, that's okay to have that day. The the mm-hmm. hope and the goal is that 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 doesn't turn into then day after day, right? We, we do not allow these negative habits to continue to be negative habits that continue on. So like in the um, Atomic Habits book, when he talks about, you know, trying to break a negative habit or, or redo something that it's, you don't, you get your reps in, right? And if you mm-hmm. miss a day, it's understandable shit happens, but then the next day you're back at it and it, it's consistency. So when we're telling you to get up and do something, consistency, not effort, consistency mm-hmm. is key. So like I said, if you don't have the energy or feel like you can get up and take a shower, okay brush your teeth and then the next day brush your hair it's it maybe it's not going to be <coughs> maybe it's not going to be that big effort like the shower but I promise you that you're building setting those building blocks of being able to start feeling better and have that time for yourself and it's also showing it's a bodily act of self-love of showing yourself like look I fucking matter I matter mm-hmm. I'm taking care of myself mm-hmm. And I've worked with plenty. Yeah. And I've worked with plenty of clients who their depression shows up as like uncontrollable crying spells. Right. And we would have multiple sessions week after week after week where each time they would cry. And then we got to a session where they didn't. And I would be like, dude, like you didn't cry today. And let me, let me preface that by saying there's nothing wrong with crying, but if they're upset with the fact that like they can't quote unquote, keep it together. And for one session they did, there's a sense of accomplishment and pride in that because they're like, well, I was able to like talk about hard stuff and not get upset about it. Or I was able to recognize that I was really stuck on X, Y, Z. And that's why I was so upset. As far as coping skills goes, everybody's different, (coughs) right? Everybody's different. And here's the other caveat to that. There might be a day that for me, reading makes me feel so much better. And maybe the next day I'm like, yeah, my brain's too like, out of it today. It just isn't working for me. That doesn't mean I'm going to throw my books away and be like, I'm bugging never reading again. Right. 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 Music tends to always help me, but I will say if I'm like super depressed, I'll just listen to sad music, which that's not going to get me out of a sad mood. It's just going to perpetuate my sadness because I'm like, Oh, I can relate to all of this sadness right now. And a lot of people think that that, that is a helpful it's not coping skill, but it really realistically isn't you listening to things that are going to further the depression or sadness. It may feel like in the, that moment it's helping, but really it's just like a compulsion to anxiety mm-hmm. of like, but if I just check this lock one more time, I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. No, you're just feeding into it. And so that's what you're, you're feeding your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to look at the things that you're doing and taking around and seeing and listening to and viewing in around you and eating even those things are what's feeding your body and your brain. And if you're not feeding your body and your brain, what it desperately needs in that moment. So if you're sad, it desperately is needing to have some sort of joy or some sort of stability. If you're not feeding it that and you're just feeding it the sadness again, and we're going to perpetuate this mm-hmm. you have to understand that you, you know, you have 60 to 120,000 thoughts a day. What is that internal ad campaign running? So if I'm listening to this sad ass fucking music and I'm sad, I am perpetuating that thought in my brain of like, mm-hmm. that, you know what? There really isn't anything to be happy about. I really mm-hmm. am sad and depressed. I really blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when in reality, it's just the things didn't go right that day. Well, and, okay. 
you mentioned like what you eat and what you take in, right? Think of also your sleep habits. If you're staying up till 3am every night and -hmm. not getting restful sleep, like, do you think that you're going to feel better? I'm gonna tell you right now, you're not Mm -mm. right. Like regulating as hard as it may be regulating your sleep is the most important when it comes to your mental health Mm -hmm. sleep. People really, I know that they don't want to hear this, but your basic needs, sleep, eating, um, um, water intake, and physical exercise. Those four things are so fucking important. They're pivotal when it comes to your mental health and what that is going to look like. I'm not saying you need to be out here eating and training like you're an Olympian. I'm not saying that you need to to do anything out of the ordinary, but realistically ask yourself, am I'm in this, this body suit, right? This is my robot that was mm-hmm. given to my soul when I got here on this planet. Am I going to make it or, or does this body, this suit of armor, my little robot that's, that I've got going on, does it need something? When's the last time I gave it some water or ate a fucking salad or like, you know, went for a walk and was out in nature Mm -hmm. and, you know, experienced grounding. Like (coughs) you have to take care of yourself. No one's talking to you, Siri. I feel like you've probably experienced this like I have, maybe not, but how many clients have come to you and been like, yeah, I went to the doctor and they just said to like drink water and exercise and get like, get more sleep. And I'm so sick of hearing that. And then, then you have to be like, but do you do those things? Literally. Do you sleep? Are those part of your practices or like, are you sleeping four hours a night and thinking that that's okay? Cause Literally, it's not, it's not. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. That is the one thing that I struggle with is getting solid sleep. Like <laughs> I can be able to fall asleep, but then my body will wake. And I, if it goes on a cycle for like three, four days, I start feeling so emotionally unstable until mm-hmm. it comes to a head and I'm just sobbing. I'm crying. I can't get it together because I'm just so overwhelmed and tired. Every emotion feels so huge when in reality, it's because I'm in that emotional mindset because I haven't been balanced. I haven't come back to that wise mind. The reasonable mind isn't clicking on like that. You haven't slept. Mm-hmm. You haven't slept, honey. Of course you feel unstable because you are unstable right now. Physically, you're physically unstable. You need to go to bed. And think of how that's substantially exacerbated by having a baby. Yes. I oh was my gosh. terrified of postpartum depression, which is why I stayed medicated the whole time I was pregnant because I was like, I am not <laughs> going to set myself up to fail. Keep me on this medication as long as it's safe for me and him. And I did need my medication increase after having him because not getting adequate sleep literally made me feel like I was going insane. Yeah. To the point where I felt like I wasn't a good mom. I never, I never had postpartum depression but having predisposed depression made things hard. I mm-hmm. still took care of him, obviously, but I did not take care of myself right. because at that point I was like, I'm, I'm on the back burner now. Like now he's my priority, which is true. He's an infant. I have to feed him every two hours, you know, like all the things, right. but taking care of myself was not on my radar for mm, probably a year and a half, to be honest. It's, it is, I was just going to say, it's wild to really think about all the things that you experience and like how, um, how it plays in. Like I think about people who've been maybe in like had major surgeries and then they've been Mm -hmm. in pain and then use pain pills. And then, then their brain starts to think about like, well, I need these pain pills to survive. Mm -hmm. And like, and how that just really alters the course of somebody's life because of those small things, um, that relate back to your physical body and like Mm -hmm. how much you need to take care of your body. Like it Mm -hmm. is 
so fucking important. I can't say it enough. I literally can't. But again, on top of taking care of your body, meeting those basic needs, being able to make sure that you're building in breaks or rest for yourself. Like I know so, um, I'm actually taking this kind of completely different, a completely different area now that I just said that because something popped into my head that I want to um, call attention to. So if you are taking care of yourself, like physical um, health in the sense of like I eat, I exercise, you know, I, I, I do all these things. What I really then need you to understand is like we said, well, so what are you feeding yourself then? So instead of the physical nature of what you're giving to your body, what are you emotionally giving to your body? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you fucking on Facebook or social media or news outlets? What are you taking in? That is where you realistically, like, you may not agree with uh, the, you know, some political parties. You may not agree with what is going on in the world. You may not agree with um, certain people and and who they choose to support and whatnot. What isn't going to be helpful is then you just consistently taking in that information mm-hmm. and going back and forth with people and fighting with people. Like there is a point in 2020 where I really, really, really had to take a step back and get the fuck off of social media. And I still haven't like, I still don't post as much as I used to just because I I can't, I couldn't consistently be looking at shit that was so like in my soul, hurting me to my core, but understanding like, I'm not going to be able to change this person's mind, nor is it my job to change this person's mind, nor do I have the energy that I want to expend to do that. So why am I going to sit here and argue back and forth with somebody? I just need to remove myself from that situation. You have to pay attention to what you're giving yourself. Like you're sitting here watching CNN, Fox News, like fucking BBC or, you know, World News Tonight or whatever the other fuck news channel stations that there are. Like you're taking in just death and destruction constantly. This world is scary mm-hmm. and a lot of shitty things are going on. But you know what? It's not putting, it's not being an ostrich. It's not putting your head in the sand and pretending like those things aren't happening. It's I am choosing to focus on the positive things or the neutral things that are happening in this world versus death and destruction. Because mm-hmm. you know what? There's nothing I can do about, you know, human trafficking or child trafficking or, you know, people being serial killers or things like that. There are certain things that I can do, and that's where I'm focused focusing my time, attention, Mm -hmm. and power. You have to pay attention to what you're feeding, you're feeding yourself literally and figuratively. I was talking to a client about that. And I was like, here's the thing, dude, like the shit that's happening in the world now is not new, but 30 to 40 years ago, it wasn't in your face every two fucking seconds Yeah. to where everybody has this idea of, I need to be in the know 24 seven for fucking what? For what? No, you don't. For you what? can was... make the choice to not follow those things or to not read those things or to not be on social media. I'm sure people who aren't on social media are probably happier fucking people, to be honest. Like, like they literally are. And I honestly, I feel like I'm happier because I'm not on TikTok. I feel like I'm happier yeah. because I don't post as much because I don't pay attention. I'm happier because I'm choosing to focus my time and attention into things that make me feel good, like mm-hmm. reading more or, or being, um, being, you know, up to Present. date. My, my house chores and things like that. Like those things I feel productive. And when I feel productive, that's when I feel my best. Mm-hmm. I feel like all the dopamine is released. I'm ha- hijacking happiness chemicals. It's not like why I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's that I feel better when my house is less cluttered. I feel mm-hmm. better when I've physically moved my body. I feel better when I'm trying to learn new recipes or do new things for my body because it's finding it's, it's, it's creativity, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on all these things, do you think there wasn't war 30 years ago? You right. 
right. think there wasn't pandemics 30 years ago, maybe not to this scale, but again, with, with the, the way that our world is moving and the more technology and travel and all of those things that we have, there's, it's, it's going to spread faster. Things mm-hmm. are going to, it just, it just is. And people have always done terrible things. Let's see. Yeah. People have always done terrible things. Yeah. And if, and if you're saying, well, Mari, like if, if we turn a blind eye, then who's going to think about it, then pour your time and energy into becoming a cop or a detective or a forensic scientist or a, or a, you know, a a, um, Peace Corps volunteer or something Mm -hmm. like that. Pour your time and energy into something where you can see that you're making the difference versus just being like, Oh, there's so much death and destruction and things are, you know, it, it, everything sucks. And like, you just, you have to pay attention to what you're giving yourself. Like, God, if that is the, if that's the one fucking coping skill I can tell you about, that's what you need to do. Limit your fucking time taking in shit that is upsetting to you. Mm-hmm. I think when this episode airs, we can also post like a snippet or a part of the pleasurable activities for DBT, right? Mm -hmm. Where you give people these ideas of things to do and sure you can be like, that's not going to work for me. Okay. Well, that's fine. Then well, that's a choice. Yes. That's a choice choice to sit here and say, well, those things aren't going to work for me. That's a fucking choice, dude. That is a fucking choice. And I don't want to hear about how I No, it's not a choice. I'm sad. Yes. 80% 80% of this world is fucking sad. And I'm not saying that in the sense to be like, boo fucking who move on. I'm saying that you're not fucking alone and you don't have to feel like this. Mm-hmm. How about you stop telling yourself that that shit's not going to work and fucking try something. Yep. It doesn't have to be that way. And it you can make it. it fun. You don't have to just look at a list of things on a piece of paper. <laughs> literally people write on popsicle sticks, these different yeah. pleasurable activities, they put them in a jar and like once a week they pick one out and they have to do it right. Like mm-hmm. make it a game, make it fun, make yes. it appealing. You know what I'm saying? And try something that is new. Sure. Like, so if you did used to love video games and it's just not bringing you that same, you know, like dopamine release or serotonin release, try something new, maybe video mm-hmm. games, you've just outgrown that. And so sure. Then let's tackle what that is. That's fear of, of the unknown of like, well, if this doesn't make me feel good anymore, then what is going to make me feel good? Mm-hmm. You know what? You're never going to find out what's going to make you feel good unless you start trying things. Yeah. And I think that was huge, pivotal <clears throat> when going through my divorces. I tried so many new things. I tried mm-hmm. so many new foods, so many new fitness classes, so many new ways to, to just bring um, different experiences into my life. It, it was so important. Mm-hmm. So, and some of them worked and some of them was like, I'm never doing this shit again. This sure. Like, but realistically, I would have never known had I not given it a try. Mm-hmm. So that to me is the most important is, is making sure that you are one understanding. You're not just going to start to feel better. You're not, yep. the depression just isn't going to have a meta, a, um, a magical ending to it of like, you know, maybe I'll feel better in a couple of years or mm-hmm. whatever. It's only going to get better if you start to do something about it. And if you need help, that is what trained professionals are for. You can get a life coach. You can get a therapist. You can get you can get anybody, you can get a personal trainer, you can get anyone, any one of those things, somebody who's going to sit and give time and attention to be able to help you work on yourself. That is how you're going to start to lift depression. You didn't get here overnight. It's not going to magically go away in one day. It's not like you're going to try one new fitness class and be like, you know what? I feel fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I am no longer sadness doesn't exist. Who is she? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not how that works. You have to consistently, consistently, consistency is key. Again, I'm going to say it again. Consistency is key, not effort. 
I don't want you to go to the gym for two hours once a week and be like, okay, now I'm going to start feeling better. No, yep. 10 minutes at the gym every day, or, you know, having, you know, 10 ounces of water more and then increasing week by week. Mm-hmm. That is what is going to get you not just chugging a gallon of water one day. And what I tell my depressed clients a lot, and even for myself, right. If I'm trying to set this new goal, I, I, Yes. I believe people should have like big dreams, right? But don't set a lofty ass goal that you are not going to achieve. That is not feasible for you. Cause you know what you're doing? You're setting yourself up to fail and then feel worse. So if you want to instill a workout regimen, start with saying, I'm going to go for a walk two days a week for 15 minutes. If that doesn't sound okay. Okay. Then we change it. And then you work up from there and you build a healthy habit. You keep building on it because you're going to feel good each and every time you accomplish it. But if you say, I'm going to work out six days a week for an hour, you're setting yourself up to fail. Cause the second you don't do it, you're like, well, fuck it. I'll just start over next week. No, that's not not helpful. Yeah, it's not, it's really not. It's Mm -mm. that's effort effort versus consistency. Consistency Mm -hmm. will win every single fucking time, every time. So if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can email us at rewritinghistorypodcast at gmail.com. Steph is at spookyfitmom13. I am at bea underscore xo11. We are at rewritinghistorypodcast on Instagram, and we are at rewritinghistorypodcast on YouTube as well like share and subscribe all the things you guys liking sharing or subscribing helps our page helps our business grow Mm -hmm. and helps us be able to get these episodes that some people desperately need out to them so please 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 um like share or subscribe and we'll see you next time yes bye. bye